0: around everybody, it's time for the Tales by So podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Tales by Tso podcast. How are we all doing? So, this is the second installment of the adulting series. Um, we have just survived the heat wave. It's been all kinds of hot. Um, We live in a flat, so the heat has been real. Like, yeah, it's been hot in our house. Um, But I have made the most of it. I don't want to do that British thing where we complain about the weather. And then when it rains, we complain about the weather. But we've enjoyed it. And now it's like a thunderstorm. So it's like we woke up in a completely different country. But like anything in England, it will probably be like sunny again in a couple of days. So we're just going to embrace it and stay indoors. So I thought I would jump on here and do the second installment of the adulting series. How are we all finding this adulting life in COVID? We are now officially in a recession, which is great. Um, So yeah, it's been a heavy hitting year so far but we are in August um, and like we said the last time there is a whole other half of the year which means we still have time to make the most of it. We still have time to do everything that we wanted to do just maybe in a little different capacity or just still um, make the most of the time whilst we still have it. If we've learned anything from this year so far is that Time is guaranteed to no one. So whilst we're here, whilst you still can, do what you can with it. Now, um, this one's probably going to be a little bit brief, um, just as a precursor to the next episode, which I'm quite looking forward to. I'm going to have a special guest on, which should be fun. Um, but yeah, you know, adulting 101 stay in your lane. I cannot stress this enough. I think, you know, when when we're looking at the world of money, the world of affording things, the culture we live in, doing things for the gram, everything being so picture perfect, it's very, very easy to get consumed by whatever ideal um, is around And a lot of the time It's not even an ideal That we create for ourselves It's like You know I saw this person Doing on Instagram So Now this is what I might do This per- this person Has a Mulberry handbag And I should have a Mulberry handbag too Well no boo Because you gotta stay in your lane If your lane Is an Aldo Handbag You need to just stay there And to be fair That's still quite up class I I I still wouldn't even go to Aldo now. I would probably find somewhere cheaper. But yeah, you know, you you really have to stay in your lane. Um, And I was reading, actually watching a video from Patricia Bright. And, you know, there's this sentence that is so important. And people really, you have to, you have to cut your cloth accordingly to your size what works for me and my bank account will be very different from what works for you in your bank account. I might envy the things that you have, but I have to be quite aware of whether I can afford to compete with you. And a lot of the time people compete with people without really getting a true picture of what is right for them. Um, you know, prime example with the handbag. I like designer things. I could probably afford a designer thing here and there if I really, really saved for it. But I know I don't need it and I know it's not important. So actually all of that material stuff doesn't really matter to me that much. So I'm quite happy to get a really nice handbag from Next, let's say. I'd never go there, but just as as an example... But for me, I know that that's my cloth, that works for me, right? But the the issue we now have in this generation is that we're so um, social media prepared, you know, everyone has to share a part of their life, has to share their lifestyle and, oh, it looks like they're popping, they drive a German car, they, they have designer, they've got all of these things, um, which must mean I must have them too we don't really, you know, no one ever discloses how much they earn or discloses how much they're in debt. And sometimes those images are only a snapshot of what people are willing to show you. So it's really not worth um, putting yourself in a detrimental position for the sake of the gram. So one must stay in their lane. Um, there's this line From Deborah Darling, who's a woman in ministry, who said, she's said this a couple of times, and it's just a line that I think is so important. And I think people need to remember, especially when we're looking at staying in your lane, of just, you may see what I have and envy it, but you have no idea what pain or what I had to go through to get here or to get that thing. And to get to what I have, you must have to go through it too how do you know you could survive what I've been through? And I think that's, it's one of the most important things when we're considering staying in your lane. And I know I touched on this, um, in the first sort of episode of this adulting series is just when it comes to money and relationships, people are so caught up in having a bay and being in a relationship and being wined and dined. Um, you don't really know what a person's financial situation is like. So you don't know. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about money. Is that still a thing? I mean, I haven't been in the dating world for a while, but if you are dating someone or you are now, you know, courting or whatever the stage pre-engagement, I'm talking to the pre-engagement people here. Do you and your partner talk about money? have you had an honest conversation about how each of you filled with money? Because there's another dynamic that focuses on your relationship with money. Like I've already said, I wasn't someone who was good with money necessarily. Um, I'm definitely getting better at knowing where my money's going, just having my affairs in order. But when you're dating, are you making sure that that this potential bae, um, do they have their affairs in order? I feel like sometimes people are so caught up in the idea of, um, oh, my God, my babe bought me this, and but how? How did they afford it? Like, do you know, like, for real, for real? Because, you know, sometimes it's nice getting gifts. Don't get me wrong. I love gifts. It's one of my love languages. But I'm also, um, I want to know that this gift is not going to, um replace you know take away from the money that's supposed to pay for your light bill because or take away the money that's supposed to pay for your car finance I would much rather have a bae who can pick me up than one who can't afford to have a car because I need a designer a handbag do you know what I mean like it's those kind of priorities that you as an individual you need to face up to um And just cutting your cloth accordingly. And also when in relationships, how important is the conversation of money? Does it, does it, do people care as much? I think for me, I can only speak for me and mine. We were extremely transparent when it came to our finances and how we wanted to handle our finances. And this was way, way, way pre-engagement. You know, we started talking about money probably three months in and I feel like when you are dating someone you should feel comfortable enough um, to want to touch on that subject whether it's not so much like give me your bank statements I want to see everything it's not that deep but it does build another level of transparency another level of respect another level of trust within your relationship and if you're starting to get to know one another Surely that's important. Um, I always think back to a time in my past. Um, I was in a slight situationship. And um, this gentleman <laughs> was... This gentleman, basically, I think it was my birthday or something. And they suggested that they would like to buy me some Giuseppe Zanotti trainers. At the time, this is... I mean... <laughs> It's probably like the Balenciaga equivalent, right? And I really liked the trainers. I actually did like the trainers. But I knew that I personally did not have Giuseppe money, right? And I didn't really fully understand how he had Giuseppe money because I didn't understand what he did for a living, right? So I said, Mm-mm, no, thank you. I don't want the trainers. Because I just, I feel like, mmm how? Like, I, I like being a kept woman. I love it. But I, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more kept knowing that the, they are truly funds there for me to be a kept woman. I think sometimes there's this ideal, um, and I see this a lot. In, in, in woman, just in the way that we speak, especially when we're, we're single and starting to date, is this, you know, grand ideal of what the guy should bring to the table. And we don't hold ourselves accountable to what we are bringing to that same table. You're still going to eat together. Yes, he should be the breadwinner if you're about that life, if you're traditional that way. Um, but what if he is out of a job? Especially in this COVID world, there's things happening all around us, right? So what if that is the case for that individual? Would you be able to help them financially if you had to? Or is it really just up to them? And I think you have to really, it's important to stay in your lane because it teaches you to know what's right and what's wrong, what you can and cannot afford. And equally what your potential partner or spouse can and cannot afford for you either. And it just builds good foundation of what your, your life is going to be like. So, you know, the gram life is great. I spent hours on Instagram, don't get me wrong, but I, it's very rare that I leave Instagram feeling like, oh, I need to go buy that thing because I'll look at my bank account. My bank account will look at me and be like, really, come on, (laughs) we can't do it. So, you know, it's very important to have your your affairs in order will allow you to know what lane is yours and allow you the to be quite confident to know how to stay in it because I'm not very easily swayed and doing things that I cannot afford to do because the, I just cannot afford to do them. So my advice to you about staying in your lane and how best to stay in your lane, as we already know, I've said, get your affairs in order. That's definitely a starting point to Be honest with yourself about what you can afford, looking at your income. If you don't have a budget or spreadsheet already, I urge you to start one. Even if it's something that you write down on paper, just every month, soon as when you're gonna get paid, look at your direct debits, what's coming out of your account versus what's coming in, what's left over. Prioritize getting into that habit and that will allow you to know that actually, mm, it looks like we're serving a bit left here. I'm starting to enter someone else's lifestyle that I cannot afford to keep. It's so important to do. Um, three, own what you have and be, find joy in what you can um, buy. There's somewhere... There's someone out there who is praying for the paycheck that you get, that you're complaining is not enough because you can't afford something that you don't need. Right. So I think being grateful for what you have above all else is so important. And just being able to make hay while the sun shines, I think if COVID has taught us anything like I have been I'm a foodie I like eating out I've been when me and my husband got married I was quite keen on us doing date nights and going out all the time but COVID has taught us that we don't we we don't need to go out all the time it's certainly nice to and it's certainly nice not have not having to cook um but we've survived without that and we've managed to be quite savvy about our money and how we save because we've cut back on all these little things that we've created for ourselves as necessities and just really stripped back to the things that we need. Um, of course, we allow ourselves the things that we like. There's loads of things that I just want sometimes and if I can afford those things, I will buy them. But I know that I can afford them without putting myself in a sticky position. I know I can afford them because I've paid all my other bills. I've literally got no, nothing outstanding. This is just disposable income. And I think it's important for you to decipher the difference between those Um It's taken me years to get into practice of this. Like I said, if I had 30 pounds left, I could easily spend 29 pounds of it and have three weeks left for the rest of the month. That's how I used to think about money, which is ridiculous. Whereas now, uh, you will not catch me doing any of that. You won't catch me doing any of that. But it does come from discipline. It does come from understanding the benefits of being very aware of your spending habits, the spending habits of your partner. Um, if you're building a foundation for your relationship, what what are you building really? And what are you building from? Are you in debt? Should you talk to someone about that? Is the person you're dating in debt? You know, you you have to be quite, I know it's always quite a sensitive subject. And I think a lot of the times as individuals, we avoid it. For our own personal sake, without even thinking about the, the partner, you're avoiding it because you don't want to deal with how bad you are with money sometimes, or you are avoiding it because you don't want to boast about how good you are with money. I think there's always that spectrum of if you're bad with money, you should be ashamed. If you're good with money, you don't want to be a show off. And then you know there's all the other bits in between. But it's it's okay whichever side of the spectrum you sit on. But just knowing which one it is and being able to hold yourself accountable so that you can, you know, keep elevating, keep progressing. And if you do want to get that Mulby handbag, you can do it with all the coin you have and not jeopardize paying your bills. That is really what staying in your lane is all about. And I think I'm going to, um, touch on certain things that, I have learned to do if you guys want practical stuff. So I do have a spreadsheet that I use that I'm happy to share. So if that's something that you'd like to see, that might help you, especially if you don't um, have a budgeting spreadsheet already, then, you know, drop me a comment, drop in my DMs, and I can send that to you Um, for the couples out there, especially when you're still, still new and still exciting. I definitely think... There's no harm in talking about money early. So you can understand what each other's lanes are and how best you can keep each other. You know, you're two people merging into what will now be one lane, potentially. But if you don't even know what your lane is, where are you staying, sis? You're just going higgy-hagga. And that's not safe. It's not safe for anybody. (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah, like I said, it's a relatively quicker Episode today, but it was just to make sure that you're all good. Adulting is real. It is continuing. I have been doing all sorts of bits and bobs, um, which I will be getting into. Um, yeah, look out for the next episode with my special guest. We're going to get a bit in and personal. Um, there's a few questions we got on Instagram. Um, so we'll, answer some of those and hopefully offer some help to someone out there. But yeah, look after yourselves, guys. Bye.